0: Together, growing in faith-changing communities. My dear brothers and sisters, I'd like us to briefly reflect on the Gospel of Luke chapter 7 from verse 1 to verse 10. When Jesus had finished all his sayings, when he had done his job, he left and he went to Capernaum. Uh, to and there's something there for me. When he knew that his time had come to an end, when he had done his duty, he was able to live and to start something else. And I think that that's a beautiful practice for us in our lives, in our Christian spirituality, to learn when to walk away, to learn when to let go. To learn when to trust. To learn when to try something else. I call it a spiritual exercise because sometimes some of us may be stuck with certain things that are no longer productive for our lives. We may be stuck with certain principles that no longer give life. We may be stuck with certain rituals that no longer make sense to us. I have told this story before and I will repeat it today. A young girl goes and sees his mother in the kitchen. She is cooking fish. She puts it on a frying pan, but before she puts it on the frying pan, She chops off the tail and she throws it away. And the young girl does not understand. So she asks Mom, Why do you cut off the tail and throw it? And she says, That's what my mother taught me. So her mother comes, Grand, why do you cut off the tail? And the grandmother says, My mother taught me that. The great-grandmother comes. Great-grandma, why do you chop off the tail when you cook the fish? My mother told me that. And luckily for this little girl, she had the great-great-grandmother who came. And she also asked, why does everybody in this family cut off the tail when they cook the fish? And the great-great-grandmother said, Why? Why are they still doing that? Well, they said, you guys taught them, and it has been a tradition that has been handed over, over different generations. The great-grandmother said, well, it's true. We used to do it, but the reason why we used to do it is because the ports were small. But the ports are no longer small. There's no need to cut it off. could it be possible that I'm still doing the things that used to be done but no longer make sense? We hold on to traditions that no longer speak to us. We've seen this during lockdown where people stayed at home for months, for years, we saw these with marriages, where people were forced to work at home, and so you started seeing traits and trends that when you were not aware of, you've been married to this person for years, but you've never really spent or spent time together, and all of a sudden,ly you are stuck together. You now see behaviors that you never thought were there. You see this when children grow up. And they go and find their own lives. I've lived all my life for them. But what happens when they start to live their own lives? We see this when people go to retirement. I've always gone up and I started working. And I started working at the age of 17. Now I'm 50, I'm 60. I no longer know what to do. And I soon realized I spent all my life out there, not inside myself. So, Augustine argues beautifully. I have gone out searching for you, oh beauty so ancient and forever new. I went out to places looking for you and yet I left you here at home with me. My dear brothers and sisters, sometimes we tend to run away from our own selves. We tend to run away from our own truthful self but when do I learn to move on? The other thing that also speaks to me, the centurion is not sick. It is a servant who is not well. At the point of death, the centurion has heard about Jesus She has no personal relationship with Jesus. But she has heard about this great man. There's a beautiful song. There lived a man who had done wonderful things, great things. And the things he did were wonderful. The things he taught were marvelous. So the centurion knew of the wonders of Jesus, but he had never met him in person. The centurion was not sick, but it was somebody in his household who needed help. And so the centurion sent his servants, go and find Jesus and ask him to heal and save my servant. How do I treat those who are less fortunate? How do I treat those who work for me? How do I treat those who are unemployed? How do I treat those who are homeless? How do I treat those who are on the outskirts of society? Insofar as you did it to the least of my brothers and sisters, you did it to me. My dear brothers and sisters, I've seen this in families. And I spoke about this briefly yesterday. This man used to work. And he provided for his family. COVID hit. He lost his job. And is now treated as a useless person. It is a lie to say people who are unemployed are all lazy. That is a lie. I've seen friends of mine lose businesses. I've seen great friends of mine who are graduates not employed. I've seen the people of God hard working out of jobs. The unemployment is more deeper than laziness. I agree there is corruption. That much I agree with that. But there is more of a problem than what government says. And the government is lying to us to say I'm going to create so much jobs within a year. They cannot do that. That's a lie. But what am I doing to help those who cannot help themselves? Matthew 25 demands of us as Christians when I was hungry, when I was naked, when I was lonely, when I was sick, did you visit? Did you feed me? Did you give me water? And so our Christian duty demands of us to follow Christ and to do that which he asks of us. The last word that I want to talk about. Jesus is told about this man. Please go and help him because he has been good to our people. I'm convinced of this. We are saved by grace. Not because we are good. But because God has been good. There's something that I love. It's called karma. It has a way of coming back. The good that you sow is the good that you reap. If you throw piece of bread on top of the river eventually it will come down to you at the bottom of the river and it will be good Bishop Berrywood Wood once told a beautiful story there was a nation that lived in a village and every day they lived at the bottom of a beautiful hill and every day the water from the river will come from on top and it will always wash down a dead body. And every day they will pick up a dead body and go and bury it. They will pick up a dead body and go and bury it. Until one day they decided, let's stop burying these dead bodies. Let's go and find out where did they come from. And so two in our lives. The life I live today to a large degree, is a result of how I've lived all my life. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.